Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and today I'm again joined by Christian Delaweta. Not only is he an award-winning, critically acclaimed author, he's a fantastic speaker, but if you listen to episode 164, you'll know he has so much wisdom, all delivered in a very calming, soothing voice. Welcome, Christian. <laughs> Thank you, Magic. What a beautiful introduction. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Now, we talked a little bit last episode about what is inside of people, what they're capable of, and we've titled this episode, There's a Hero Inside of You. I think many people lose sight of really what they truly stand for, what they're able to do, not only for themselves, but for the people around them. So can we talk a little bit more about how you really help people awaken the soul of power and how they find that hero that maybe they think isn't there? Well, you know, let's see. Where to start? We we struggle with words, most of us do anyway, like heroism. Um, most of us hear that word and, and we think, you know, superheroes with a cape and that three-point landing. Or, you know, we might think of warriors or first responders, people who actually place their lives at risk for the sake of someone else. So it's, it's hard for us, for us to see that in ourselves. And, you know, the pandemic kind of expanded that. And, and now we include our healthcare practitioners, our doctors, our nurses, our respiratory therapists who literally place their lives at risk to keep the, the rest of us alive, to take care of us. We might even include grocery store clerks, delivery people who also made huge sacrifices in their lives to keep us all going, keep society going. But what about the rest of us? And this conversation that we've started to have about personal empowerment kind of leads to that, like because the way that 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 we live, when we live consciously, like anybody can go through life buffeted by life's ups and downs, by life's many curveballs. Um, anybody can go around and react to when when other people say something that hurts us. But to put a pause like to press the pause button and to take a deep breath and to go, ouch, that hurt. How do I choose to show up in this, in this way now in a different way that's going to help me pop out of this merry-go-round of they do this, I do that. They say this, I say that eh, 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 until one of us blows up to, to pause and to choose and to override that tendency to want to hurt somebody back, which, which we've all done. It's nothing short of heroic to pop ourselves out of that victim consciousness is nothing short of heroic. As long as we're holding 
somebody or something outside of us responsible for our state of being, we just gave our power away because that's, that's the victim mindset. If only, if only mom hadn't done this or father hadn't left. So if, if only the teacher or the minister or society or, or, or misogyny or sexism or racism or homophobia, if only the system wasn't set up so unfairly, then I would be happy. Then I would be successful. And by the way, it's not to deny that traumatic things happen to all of us that should have never happened to, to, to humans, especially children. And it's not to deny that the system is, in fact, set up unfairly. It is. It's just to say that as long as we're holding anything or anyone outside of us responsible for our state of being, we just gave our power away and sometimes to the perpetrator. And, and I know this is not easy. I know this is hard. In fact, it's nothing short of heroic. But here's one way that makes it doable. One thing we know going forward is that life is going to continue throwing curveballs our way. Things are going to happen that we just are not going to see coming, you know, whether it's a global pandemic or loss of a job or the death of a loved one and illness, unpredictable stuff is going to happen. There's nothing we can do about that. And there's very little that we can do about these systems that we're talking about, the way they're set up unfairly, that we can do individually for that. But here's a way to reframe it, that no matter what happened in the past, no matter what happens going forward, we can always always choose how we show up in response and looking at it from that perspective it's empowering in and of itself and my favorite person who inspires me to live this way is Viktor Frankl Austrian psychiatrist spent years in concentration camps lost everybody and everything in his life everything was taken away from him including his pregnant wife soulmate kind of relationship and so that guy was able to say, like in, in this in most inhuman of settings, that we can, no matter how many movies we watch, how many books we read, there's no way that we can really imagine what it's like to, to be in a concentration camp. Because every tiny choice point that we take for granted every day, you know, do I get up at seven or do I snooze for 15 minutes? Do I have oatmeal or do I have eggs for breakfast? Or maybe I skip breakfast altogether. Do I wear my red shirt or my blue shirt? Not to mention the big choices you know, about what, what do I do with my life? Do I get into this relationship? Do I leave that one? All those choices were taken away. Every single one of them were taken away. And that guy was able to say that they could take everything away from him except for one thing, the ability to choose how he would be in response to that. So again, not to minimize anybody's trauma, anybody's pain, but if, if that guy can say that in, in, in a concentration camp, certainly we can do that in our lives. Very much so. And I think many stories from our past of people that have found their, their personal power, their resilience, really understood who they are and what they're capable of, those stories are disappearing. So I'm really glad that you mentioned Viktor Frankl, certainly an inspiration and someone that maybe we should look up to rather than, sorry, listeners, I'm going to be a bit rude, but these vacuous wastes of space that we put on pedestals these days, we're losing (laughs) the substance of people. And I think that's why we're losing the substance of ourselves. Now, Christian, what is another way that people can see the hero inside themselves? Well, it all starts from self-awareness. And and let's talk about power because we all have a conflicted 
at least ambivalent relationship to power. Part of us wants it, part of us is afraid of it. And I think magic, what we fear is that if we really stepped into our power, into our personal power, if we really like let it rip and let it rip and be all of who we are, that other people wouldn't handle it and that they would feel threatened and that we might end up rejected and alone. And who wants that? We also fear that we might abuse it. And no wonder, like, all we got to do is turn on the news on any given day or even glance through the headlines online to witness or read about at least one abuse of power. And add to that the fact that we've been conditioned to believe that power is a bad thing, power is a negative thing, with quotes like power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And who wants to be corrupted? What good hearted person wants to be corrupted? So what happens when you put all this stuff together and, and then add to the mix the fact that we have been conditioned to, to fear the emotions. We, we hate confrontation. We hate conflict. We've labeled the, the emotions weakness. And what happens when you put all that together is that we end up giving our power away, our innate, inherent power that nobody can give to us, nobody can take away. We are the only ones who give it away. And the sad part, the tragic part, it's the lame reasons for which we give it away. So we say yes when inside we feel no for an illusion of security. We stuff ourselves into small little packages so as to not rock the boat too much. We override our dreams, our beliefs, our preferences uh, for, for a false sense of acceptance. And, and, for, and, and we settle for morsels of pseudo-love. And so it's not an effective strategy. And it all comes from that misunderstanding of what power is and our relationship to it. So that's what I've done in this book, Awakening the Soul of Power, is presented a different way of looking at power that doesn't have to be about force or fear or domination or control or hierarchy, or, or that doesn't have to require that I push anybody down or step on them in order for me to feel powerful. It's like, how do we do power in a different way? And Part of the way begins from that understanding. Well, two things. Part of it is self-awareness, looking at ourselves and understanding the patterns. Like when do we tend to give our power away? Do we tend to override our true feelings and desires and, and preferences and convictions in intimate, romantic, sexual relationships? Or perhaps do we tend to do that with authority figures, you know, meaning parental figures, bosses, coaches, religious leaders, that type of thing? And by beginning to observe ourselves and, and the patterns, the triggers, why we do the things we do, then we can do something about it. Because right now, most of us are doing that stuff and we're being run from unconscious stuff that we're not even aware of. So going back to heroism, you know, it takes work. It takes the willingness, the courage to look inside, to look at ourselves and ask those hard questions and why we do the things we do. And it's nothing short of heroic, completely worthwhile, incredibly rewarding, because the reward for doing that work is freedom. It's personal freedom and personal empowerment and relationships that have a chance of working and lives that can be filled with meaning and purpose and choice. Right? So rather than being ruled and controlled by stuff that happened to us and conclusions we made about ourselves when we were young minds that didn't know any better and stuff that we took on from conditioning, like we can actually choose who we are and how we express ourselves and what we believe. And that's incredibly empowering. The power stuff is really interesting because I talk about different kinds of power. So most of us tend to associate power with 
things that are outside of us, like you know, money, fame, like you were talking about the vacuousness of people that we idealize. Those are the type of people that we tend to, to connect with power. If you're famous, if you're rich, or maybe if you're high up in some kind of hierarchy, whether it's a corporate ladder or some kind of religious or social institution. But the thing about all those types of power is that because they're external, they're fickle. They can be here today, gone tomorrow. In contrast with internal power or spiritual power or soulful power, which is inside each and every one of us. And nobody can give it to us and nobody can take it away. Like we were just saying, we are the only ones who give it away. And so whereas worldly power or egoic power always has an agenda, it's always trying to grab something for itself. And it's always self-aggrandizing. So it's always trying to blow itself up to seem bigger than it is. Soulful power is humble and it's about service. It's about making a difference. So think about a Gandhi or a Gandalf, if you're into the Lord of the Rings, in their simple monastic robes, their sandal feet, nobody would know how much power they hold from looking from the outside until that power is necessary, until it's needed. Then get out of the way. Gandhi brought the British Empire to its knees when it was at its highest point globally in terms of global reach without ever shooting a single gun or landing a single punch. That is power. Definitely. And I love that you've mentioned some of these figures from history because, again, why are we not learning from the past? Why are we not seeing how amazing human beings could be? And we really live such, I guess, surface lives these days. So my next question, Christian, is how do people stop living on the surface? Well, it's a pretty clear, if not easy answer. I mean, easy, but not simple to do, which is going within, right? That's where all the answers to all our questions are. That's where our happiness and our fulfillment lie. And yet most of us are afraid of doing that. You know, most of us have become masterful at running away from ourselves and numbing out our feelings and in all the infinitely creative ways that we do that, whether we numb out with substances like drugs or alcohol or food, or whether we were workaholics or exercise freaks, or whether it's social media, whether it's work or sex or TV or shopping, right? And not that any of those things that there's anything intrinsically wrong with them. It's how we use them and how we approach them. So if you're doing any of those things to numb out and to run away from ourselves, then it's not a good thing. It's not a healthy thing because those problems that we're trying to run away from, they're not going to go away, right? They're just festering under the surface and they're only going to get worse and they're going to wreak more havoc in our lives and our relationships. So the heroic thing is to dive in and to look at ourselves and to ask those hard questions that we were talking about, what makes us do the things we do? Why do we get triggered? And, and again, not to rationalize anybody's behavior. It's not, it's not about making it all right, but the reaction is ours. So for example, let's say you and I have a friend named Fred and Fred is inevitably late to everything, 20, 30 minutes late. So I have lunch with him on Mondays. You have lunch with him on Tuesdays. And there I am on Mondays. I can't believe I fell for it again. I should have told him 30 minutes earlier so that he'd be here on time. And he is so selfish and he is so self-absorbed and he only cares about his schedule, doesn't care about mine, blah, 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 blah. All the stuff that we tell ourselves. And then Fred shows up and because we hate conflict and confrontation, we swallow that stuff and then it starts dripping out. 
with you know sarcastic comments or a remark with a little hook in it. So wait, let's flash forward to Tuesday. You're having lunch with Fred. Fred is inevitably late. And you're like, great, I have extra 20, 30 minutes. I can return my phone calls. I can check my email. I can go online and catch up with the news. Like there's so many possible ways to react to Fred's lateness. So why is it getting me so much? Why does it get my goat? Because if if Fred can get my goat by showing up 20, 30 minutes late, then anybody can. All you got to do is figure out that I have a lateness button and show up late and they got me. So if I want to be free, like I've got to do my work, I've got to go within and ask myself that the hard questions like, why is that? Why out of all the different ways that I could respond to lateness, why does it bug me so much that he's late? And, and it might look something like this, you know, I might say, well, you know, if I get honest, it's not just about Fred It's when anybody's late, it gets me, it gets my goat, it gets me pissed off. And if I zoom out a little further, even it's not just about lateness, like when somebody cuts me off, cuts me off in traffic, cuts me off in conversation, it, it, it brings up that same kind of feeling that I do when Fred shows late. All right, so let me get clear about this. And, and it takes work because it, it's a lot of this stuff is mostly subconscious. So what am I feeling, right? Back to basics. What am I feeling when, when he shows up later, when any of those things happen? All right, what am I feeling? I'm feeling disrespected. I'm feeling dishonored. I'm feeling not cared for, not cared about feeling taken for granted, right? And we keep going on with those. And, and if we start then looking for patterns, like, all right, what other, when else in my life have I felt that way? Then we can go back, back in time, back in time until we get to the source of, of, of probably, you know, something in childhood or probably in relationship to our parents where we didn't feel heard, we didn't feel seen, we didn't feel honored, we didn't feel respected. And then we made conclusions about ourselves. Well, what does that mean? Well, you know, that daddy didn't want to hear my story about my homework or whatever. So we make conclusions. Well, what's wrong with me? And, you know, that means that he doesn't care about me or she doesn't care about me. And, and why not? What does it mean about me that they don't care about me? What, what, what's wrong with me? Am I not lovable? Am I not worthy? And then all these stories that we make up, make up about ourselves, we, and we got to realize that none of it was true. Right? They're just misunderstandings of young minds that misinterpreted or misheard something or took something personally. We took it on personally. And, and so in our willingness to do that kind of work, we're able to finally do something about it. Because as long as it's subconscious or unconscious, there's not a thing that we can do about it. And that's why it's heroic work, because it, it requires that willingness to go within, which again, the rewards for doing the work are infinite mostly personal freedom and personal empowerment. Definitely some great wisdom there. Thank you so much for sharing all of your thoughts. And I know I've just been scribbling heaps of notes, listeners. (laughs) Christian is a fantastic speaker. Now, we mentioned in our last episode your website, soulfulpower.com. There's so many goodies on that website. What is something that you would really like people to know that maybe we haven't covered now? What should they be looking for when they get to your website? You know, if I could leave it with final words, I think it would be final words of hope. That yes, the power is within. Yes, there is a hero within you. And yes, the journey of of healing and self-awareness, self-discovery, healing ourselves takes time and it takes work and it is so infinitely rewarding as, as we've said before. And I speak from experience magic is I, I know self-hatred. I know self-doubt. 
my adolescence was one long depression with suicidal fantasies here and there. And flashing forward to now, no matter what happens in my life, no matter the details, the circumstances, so whether a relationship works out or it doesn't, for example, whether a project succeeds or it fails, in quotes, never, ever, ever do I question my sense of self. My, my self-love, my, my level of self-acceptance are established and unshakable. And I know that if that can happen in me, it can happen in anybody. And so part of my purpose around this book and around my coaching programs and my retreats, it's all designed to help people free themselves and step into their own power and discover the hero within and lives that are filled with meaning and with purposes so that they can have relationships that can actually have a chance at working. Wow. Lots there for you, listeners. Lots there. This was your episode 165. Thank you, Christian, for joining us. And thank you so much, Magic, for having me. And thank you for having the show. You know, and, and just your willingness to have this program. I know that many people and many lives are being touched and supported and, and helped. So thank you. Thank you for doing that on, on all our behalf. Oh, my pleasure. And do you know what? Selfishly, it came from seeking my own answers. So I knew yeah. other people would be asking questions. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I guess I guess that maybe that's why all of us doing healing work that, we, you know, we get into the original inspiration, the original driver is like our own desire for healing, our own desire for personal empowerment, for meaning, uh, for purpose. So, yeah, I totally get that. Thank you. Listeners, thank you so much for your time today. In episode 166, we have Cassie Christopher talking to us about how we should eat with joy, not to seek joy. So there's a great episode coming up. Again, thank you for your time, listeners. Go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.